This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com. Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America. Here's Tom Anderson. Well, thank you, Eric Abram from the great city of Las Vegas. Good morning, everybody, and happy, happy first show, Tom Anderson show of 2021. And also, drumroll please, first podcast. We are launching Buzzsprout podcast, and you will be listening right now, if you're listening to it, to the first show, and you will see these populate not only on Buzzsprout and on our RSS feed whatever podcast site you listen to, we hopefully are on that, but also Sir Richard Milliken, Rick Milliken with us, of course, and we'll talk with him in a, in a second here, but we'll have it on the Tom Anderson show.com website. So you can listen to past shows and Rick's going to help build that. How are you? Happy new year. First time I've seen you this year. Yeah. Happy new year. You know, you've aged what? Six days. <laughs> That's right. I saw you last. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. It was a great, uh, it was weird though. Anytime we have like an extended weekend or something, it is so easy to lose track of time, especially when you're really busy. I had trips to Anchorage, all these different things going on. And then last night, I'm so tired. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, tomorrow's Monday, I think. I think we go back to the studio. But yeah, it was a good weekend. Had a lot of uh, cold. It was definitely cold, but I got a lot done inside the house. We're doing a couple projects. But how about you? Did you guys do anything fun? Anything exciting? Yeah, we did not. (laughs) We enjoyed the weekend. We were considering and then nixed that idea of putting away the Christmas stuff. And I told you I was going to wait till mid-January, but we thought maybe we'll do it yesterday, Sunday, and we did not. But we did enjoy the weekend. And what I started doing was my bookkeeping for and we have a bookkeeper and we have an accountant CPA Julie Mater and and Catherine Smith CPA they're great recommend them but I have to prepare internally every single check you know fresh books the way people pay us the way we pay people all that I have to give to our bookkeeper in an Excel file so that she can extrapolate out for the CPA people get it if you're in business you know yeah. how that works but I like to do it at the end of the year. And a lot of people do it month by month or every other month and I don't. So I'm, you know, I'm about one sixth of the way there and I'll finish it up this week. And then everyone will get, including you, their forms and all that. Yeah. You know, those, mid-month. Those that are getting W-2s or 1099s. Yep, exactly. And, and she, you got to set, you have to, by law, send those out by the end of January, but we want to do it earlier so people can work on their taxes. So I'll have my stuff done this week. Yeah. A lot of things happened. Over the weekend, of course, uh, you know, the big debate last time was, or is the government going to shut down? Of course, they passed to where they could stay open. And then the 900 and some billion dollar uh, stimulus or relief bill was passed. Most folks started getting all that. Uh, we got ours, our 600 bucks each. Uh, that came in over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, lot of stores packed. Went to the store twice. 
packed with people. Yep. I we like, noticed that too. Where are all these people coming from? We also noticed three bears. If you're listening from out of state, you wouldn't know this, but for those of you in the great state of Alaska where this show emanates from, Three Bears, Alaska is very, I think, on top of stocking, supplies, replenishing, A plus to Three Bears. Fred Meyer, C minus. We went to Fred Meyer for some things that Three Bears doesn't have, and good Lord. Yeah, a lot of empty Kroger shelves. Kroger owns Fred Meyer, lots of empty shelves. I talked to somebody once and said, you know, what's going on? And it was in another store, but I know they all share the same demise. Yeah. And that is barges sometimes are held up. Now, there's a routine where fresh produce, things like that, they know it's about a five-day turnaround. Certain barges can be held up when it's containing things that are suspicious or, hey, this is a new thing. So if your particular item for so-and-so's store is on there, You'll get a call. I got two calls this weekend. Things I've been waiting on for over a month. Said, hey, we're sorry. The barge is still held up. We have no idea when your dresser is going to arrive. You know, it was a part of a package. And I thought, I want this doesn't happen in the lower 48 as often as it happens here. No. Because everything comes up on a barge or a plane, rarely on a truck. And so, yeah. You know, but, but, man, so many people were out shopping a lot of empty shelves, I think, because a lot of people probably got their stimulus check. Me too. By the way, some people didn't get a full stimulus check. Right. Once you pass the 75000 or 150000 for a couple, it diminishes up to the 99000 Because I was talking to a buddy who said his was less. So, yeah. and, and it is. It, so it just, it, that's the full amount. A good buddy. Cut off, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. That person experienced uh, the reduced amount prorated based on how much they That amazing above. person. <laughs> <laughs> and a <Okay>. broke person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As I point at myself, fastcompany.com had an article published last night, this morning, January 4th, how finding a job will be different in 2021. And that is, you know, we have a new year. We just went through a pandemic, which is still murmuring, you know. It's still percolating. That's the headline, state after state, nation after nation still. Well, internal talent marketplaces will grow in importance, and I believe that. One of the biggest trends that we are going to see in the post-pandemic world is a heavy focus on people looking for new jobs within their organization. I think that's true, especially if you get into a comfortable situation where you can, let's say, work from home why would you want to leave that job or employer versus switching to another responsibility or capacity still at home for that employer? Another one is your digital presence will matter more. And that's true. That means for a business, your digital presence like on LinkedIn and all the services and platforms and, and ways online you can reach out to people, clean up social accounts, curate or create relevant content, develop content, that's going to inspire people to work with you. Another one is from FastCompany.com talking about how job searches are going to be different this year. Employers will search for capabilities. Okay, and they're going to be looking. And that's why, by the way, you have to clean up. Rick and I have talked about this many a time. If you have a youngster in your home or a college student, remember, they need to clean up their social media. 
the F-bombs and the middle fingers and the showing the, you know, the tramp stamp tattoos. Even if you have one, you don't need to necessarily show it. Another thing is geographic options will increase, and that's true. The world is flat. So keep all of this in mind as 2020 mm-hmm. now is upon us and people are looking for work. Well, and you need to be a sharp-dressed man. if you're. That's right. Little ZZ Top folks, enjoy this morning. We have so much more to come. Stay with us. Tom Anderson Show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. One, two, three, four, five. 18 minutes after the hour. You know, tomorrow, January 5th, 2021, is Judgment Day in the great state of Georgia. We have two U.S. Senate seats, my friends. And they're up for grabs. Rick, I am on pins and needles. Two reasons. One, anticipating a Republican sweep. Two, anxious and worried that there's going to be fraud. Yeah, I mean, when we, when you hear what's happening right now, I believe it's up to 11 or 13 GOP senators who are going to object to certifying the Electoral College vote for President-elect Biden. That number of them, and actually the ones who are doing it, and and it's so divided. Even, you know, GOP-leaning reporters are saying, this is ridiculous, just stand up and and, uh, welcome your new president. And then others are saying, no, there's so much fraud, we don't know what to trust. And so they're going to object. And now you have these two runoffs. What's going to happen there? Is it the same process, Tom? The same mail-in voting? Then President Trump makes that call to Georgia and for an hour talks to their, uh, their main guy, I forget the, his title, Secretary of State, and he says, hey, I need you to find 11,850 votes. And so it sounds horrible when you're listening to it, but you can hear the desperation and you think, do they have some evidence that would lead them to make these bold moves? Yeah. And we would love to hear that. I the would mainstream love to media hear is not going to tell us. And for those of you that don't know what's going on, you know, every state, we have 50 states and each has two U.S. senators and there is a special and a, a regular election that has been pushed into this special election. So kind of a special on a special. One, because there was an appointment. One, because there was just someone was up for their, their six-year term. And so one of the contests, you have incumbent U.S. Senator David Perdue getting challenged by a younger guy, Democrat challenger John Ossoff. Perdue was elected in 2014, so he's seeking a re-election for his first time, okay, after six years. The other race features incumbent Republican U.S. Senator Kelly Leffler against Democrat Raphael Warnock, who's a senior pastor, he's an African-American guy at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta and pretty polemic in his style. Leffler was appointed to her seat in 2019. Remember, I said once just a regular election up after six years. The other was an appointed U.S. Senator 
attempting to keep her seat. And that was after former Republican U.S. Senator Johnny Isaacson retired because of health issues. So this is going to be a really big deal tomorrow. It determines the control of our United States Senate. Remember, we have a a Biden-Harris presidency. They're Democrats. We have a House of Representatives that just swore in Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House yet again. The results tomorrow will put one party or the other in charge of the U.S. Senate's legislative agenda. A Democratic sweep, by the way, would result if both Leffler and Purdue lose, the Republicans' incumbents lose, and it's a Democratic sweep, then you'd have 50-50 in the U.S. Senate. And soon-to-be Vice President Kamala Harris would be the tiebreaker vote in the chamber. So every time there's a tie over partisan stances, which would be common, you've got a Democrat, an awful one, in Kamala Harris, tie-breaking. So we don't want that. We want it to be 52-48. And, of course, Rick, what that means is every Republican must be in attendance when there's a critical vote. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) It's been impossible. But you know who had it right all along? Just go back in time. Little Willie. Georgia. Georgia. It's on my mind, everybody. No peace. There is no peace. That's true. (laughs) Just an old. I don't know. This, it's crazy. And an election tomorrow <laughs> on Tuesday. It's keeping Georgia on my mind. That's right. Well, if if the Democrats somehow, some way, gain control in the U.S. Senate, New York's Chuck Schumer would presume to be the Senate Majority Leader and take over from Mitch McConnell. I wouldn't want to see that. He'd be in charge of what goes to the floor, including if if it went to that level, items like doing away with the filibuster entirely or remember the U.S. Senate deals with and has the hearing in the Judicial Committee, Supreme Court justices. Let's cross our fingers that in the next four years, nobody retires on the U.S. Supreme Court. Trump got three. That's a lot. Now, why are the elections taking place now? Go to NPR.org, and it states that they're runoffs. Georgia does things a little bit different than most of the states here in the USA. Instead of early party primaries, everyone runs on the same ballot together at once, kind of like what we may have after Ballot Measure 2 passed. In the great state of Alaska. So when everybody's on the same ballot, that's Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, Green Party nominees, all of them. Georgians saw a lot of names. You know, it's a big state with Atlanta, particularly in Savannah. Everybody pops on to run for office. So that ballot had a lot of names back in November. If one of the candidates had received 50% plus one vote, they would have been elected outright. But that didn't happen. 
Mr. Perdue, the incumbent, who again won in 2014, he's the Republican, he won by 49.7% of the vote to Ossoff's 47.9, if that makes sense. 49.7 versus 47.9. Calculated a different way, NPR says, out of almost 5 million votes cast, Perdue missed avoiding a runoff by a little over 13,000 votes only. Leffler, on the other hand, she was the one appointed in 2019, seems to have a little more work to do. In a field of 20 candidates, including a prominent Republican challenger, Leffler got just over a quarter of the votes. So this is going to be a tricky one. And the scary part, Tom, you mentioned it just a moment ago. If the Democrats win, Chuck Schumer in charge, and you remember what he said. I queued it up. On the street, he did an interview. Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. That's their plan. Change America and the way everything operates. Let's hope not. You asked about early voting versus in-person voting. And NPR notes, as I mentioned, it's a little tricky to interpret early voting data and then, you know, attach or ascribe real meaning to it. Three million people cast ballots early, okay, in Georgia for the election tomorrow. That's a record already for votes cast in a Georgia runoff. By the way, I know there's another record how much money was spent for these two. Two U.S. Senate races, Rick? Wow. Whose voting is what's giving Democrats optimism? It looks like black voters are making up a higher percentage of votes, and they're going to be biased towards their own race, sadly. I don't think they're looking at... I can't speak for all. I can't speak for all, of course. But I think the inclination is, especially if you're any ethnicity and you haven't voted and you're prompted, pushed, compelled, manipulated to vote, you're going to go with your team. Your team could be uh, neighborhood. Your team could be gender. Your team could be weight, size, ethnicity. Well, they're really pushing Warnock's ethnicity to blacks. So, you know, that's probably going to lean black on black for Warnock. Now, who else votes? I don't know. On the money, how about half a billion dollars has been sent, spent on advertising between the two races? Half a billion dollars. By the way, what I'd like to hear is what's happening with the mayor's race in terms of money. Because the one race in the great state of Alaska is the Anchorage mayor, Mitch Valley of Anchorage. And that goes from Girdwood to all of Anchorage. To, of course, Eagle River, Chugiak, Birchwood, Eklutna, Peters Creek, all of that. How much is going to be spent there? We're not going to know because APOC reports are coming here this month. We'll know what happened from last month, but it's not going to be $500 million. <laughs> Not but, even close. But, I, but I've had a couple reach out to me. If you're, a, if you're a municipal candidate and you want to call in, whether you're school board assembly or mayor, call in 357-5868. You can talk to us next segment, 357-5868, and you can tell us, maybe you want to tell us how much you've raised or anything new. I would like to hear. There's, I mean, I'm, I'm on the right, so I want to hear from an Evans or a Bronson or a, or a Mike Robbins or those. But Forrest Dunbar, Falsey, everybody's welcome to call in. Folks, going to be right back. Happy first show of 2021. Tom Anderson Show. Good morning. I said a story told 
This is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Thirty-four minutes after the hour, reminding everybody, pipalaska.com, if you want printing and if you want to mail something, and if you need to update your rack cards, your brochures, your calendars, if you need to work on an annual report for 2020, if you want to start a template and email folks, they do it all. And they even can do the etching and the sketching and the windows and the wraps on vehicles. And I I know the man that is calling, and now I call out to all mayoral and assembly and school board candidates. This is the first show of 2021 for the Tom Anderson show for me and for Rick. And we also, this is the first time we're going to have a podcast. And so we're adding that to our website and you can listen to hour one and hour two and Pip Alaska, I know that Mike Robbins, Mike heard and he called in. So we appreciate that. He's running for mayor. He even uses Pip Alaska. But Mike, you gave me my start in radio. So now we're going to do podcasting. That's pretty cool, eh? That's very exciting, Tom. You know, very proud of the way that you have uh, grown your radio empire and the things that you're doing. And what I'm really proud of is the number of people that listen to your show and give me feedback when I'm on. So I think it's awesome. Think well, you're very kind. Job. You're very kind. And you launched KOAN Fox News, and then you launched KVNT, the very one I'm on. So it's kind of fun that you – I know you didn't know I was going to do a podcast, but since you're on, uh, I'll, I'll re- remind you that well, we've great. grown it 10 great. years. You, you yep. gave me the first gig October 1st, 2011. So this year is my 10-year anniversary. If you, let, let's say you win that mayor's spot. you got to call in and say, hey, Tom, good wishes, because that's a no-brainer since you were there. But I asked all the municipal candidates in Anchorage, and whether you listen to the show, and I know you do. I, uh, do, I, yeah. I don't know if the others do or don't or if there are folks helping them do or don't, but 357-5868, they're all welcome to call in. You called in. I appreciate that. My question was, and I know you heard it, but to remind people as we're in a new segment, can we talk about, and if you don't want to get into numbers, you can just give your inclination, is it good or not, with fundraising, and then and then what's the next steps in 2021, and anything new as we enter January? Because I know APOC reports are coming, but what about momentum and all that? And all candidates are welcome to call in. We have Mike Robbins calling in right now, so welcome, and, and what say you? Well, what I say is, first of all, uh, I when I win the mayor's race, uh, when we get elected, I will certainly call you on your anniversary and and wish you well because I think you've done a phenomenal job with the show. So, as far as the mayor's race go, I, I think that uh, now really starts. Um, you know, uh, not that we haven't been campaigning seriously before, but you know, everything's going to move into high gear now. I mean, I think the first of the year is flipped. The Senate race will be over tomorrow. Uh, there'll be a, a president one way or the other here in the next two weeks. And so I think that uh, that Anchorage is now ready to take a look at the most important, what I believe is the most important election uh, this year, which is uh, who's going to be and who's going to lead our city, who's going to get us uh, back pointed in the right direction. And so uh, you asked specifically about fundraising. I can tell you that we had a marvelous fundraising season. We exceeded our goal for the for the end of the year, which was was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've never done this before, Tom. I'm not a politician, so I don't really know what to expect, you know. So back in August, we sat down and said, well, well, let's set a high goal so that, you know, we, we might as well reach for the stars, you know, being a business person, it's always, you know, you always reach for the stars if you can. And so we did. And, 
And we are proud of the team, and we, we exceeded that goal, and so we're pretty excited by that. So I don't know what the other guys are doing. Uh, try not to pay attention to them because we're pretty focused on our race uh, and making sure that we're running the game that we need to run and the plan that we need to you know, execute. So, so I feel pretty good about it. I did hear you talking about the Georgia race, and having been in the media business for a long time, boy, would I have loved to have been in Georgia for a half a billion dollars in spending. Oh, man. Yeah, it's huge. But, it's huge. Mike Robbins, real quick, so people understand your background. When did you, I know that you weren't born in Alaska, but close enough. You came here early, and then and then you've been in the radio business and the marketing business and the con- convention, kind of like what my dad managed at the Sullivan. You're like a Frank Dahl or a Jim Patton, both of whom have endorsed you. Steve Shepard, the, the Alaska Outdoorsman Show, all these folks that are behind you. You you did the same thing as well, like with the Beer Show and the Man Show, and the, the you've had different shows. But real quick, so people understand, what's your background in business? So my background in business, uh, obviously, I've done. I was uh, most recently uh, we were in the radio business. Uh, we sold our radio stations and own a marketing company, an advertising agency like yours. Uh, of course, uh, you do a, a phenomenal job at some of the things that we're not good at. We do a good job at some of the things you're not as good at. So it's, it's absolutely. It's a great compliment. That's why we're such good friends, I think. Uh, also, I've been in the uh, live events business. Uh, we own a modeling and talent agency. I own a text marketing company. I've, I've been in the janitorial business. Uh, I've done a variety of things over the years. So it's not always been media, uh, but it's always been uh, some sort of uh, business where we had to depend on customers. You know, we weren't in a government contracting business, for example, where we went in and provided information systems or or things like that. It's always been in some sort of a sector where we had to, you know, depend on relationships and depend on uh, those relationships to provide the income that we were looking for. So again, radio, uh, marketing, media, promotions, uh, and and, and uh, I have done a couple other things too. So. And when you look at that, and you look at we, we had Ethan Berkowitz who wasn't a businessman. He might have invested in a couple of restaurants, and then, you know, fine. But but he, he wasn't a businessman, lawyer, and then longtime legislator and 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 statesperson and, and politician, and and then he's out. And you have the the new temporary mayor. You look at the the candidates. Forrest Dunbar pretty much has been running all of his adult life for something. Uh, sure. You've got you've got Falsey. I don't know enough about him, but the municipal manager under Ethan, who a lot of people right. feel failed and let the, the 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 businesses down in the city of Anchorage. And so I look, and I'm biased. I look at the Republicans, and Bill Evans is a squishy Republican. Some say Dave Bronson would be a Republican, solid Republican. But but your your those are two of your opponents as well. But your claim to fame seems to be the business part of it. Let's look at at who's endorsing whom. Do, do you think that matters? And when I see like the owners of Diamond Center or the owners of Scan Home or or you know Bell's Nursery or Robert Bell Vacuum Cleaners or Colonel Tom Anderson or Frank Dahl from sure. Char, all these. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And I look at some of the lawmakers, uh, Laddie Shaw, who's in your you know you're the district chair uh, where he's the representative, or Shelly Hughes out here in the Valley, or or Mike Shower or elect right. Holland. Does that matter? Well, I think it does matter because I think that, uh, you know, the people that are endorsing me are the people who know me. They're the people who know my character, know my, know my skill set. They know, they know, have had experience with me. Whereas some of the voters, you know, obviously I don't know all 300,000 plus of the people in the municipality that'll vote for me. Uh, we had a big endorsement drop today, uh, with Crystal Kennedy, 
the uh, second assembly member from Eagle River has now endorsed us as well. Well, so, the first. She was know, in before Allard, wasn't she? She yes. was. She was elected before Allard, and she's very thoughtful. She's <clears throat> not only been on the assembly, but she's been on the school board. Uh, and she's also served on Rotary. She's also served on the chamber. So she's a she's quite an accomplished um, individual, and she endorsed us today. So I think where I think what your point is is well taken, and that is one of the things that I think is th- that we have a real issue with in the city today is that the mayor and the assembly these people are way over their skis in terms of trying to deal with this COVID situation. I mean, obviously, no one could train for this, no one could be prepared for this. It came out of the blue, but. The, the challenge we have is that these folks are making decisions and looking at this problem from their perspective, and their perspective has been created by their life experience. And that's the big difference between me and these other guys in the race. Is my life experience has taught me a, a different way to make decisions, a different way to approach the decisions that I make. I mean, I've made decisions that could be hugely detrimental to my family and my employees for years. And when you go through that process, it certainly isn't, I'm not trying to compare it to the COVID decisions that are being made, but it's about perspective and it's about the way you make your decisions. And I, and I just truly believe that these folks are ill-prepared from a leadership and experience standpoint to be doing what they're doing. By the way, last question, Mike Robbins, I got to ask because we're almost out of time and we'll get you, we'll get you in the other, your opponents on in in weeks to come here. But what did you sign the letter? I know you're a district chairman for the Republican party. You're not a politician, but you are serving in that capacity as volunteer. And I think you were one that signed the letter that said, Hey, we need to have Congress uh, basically investigate the presidential election. Right. Uh, My district, uh, I signed the letter. Uh, at the uh, at the behest of my district, I took a poll with the, with my officers, and we decided that, and, and they decided that they wanted us to sign it. So, good yes, for I you. Thought. No, that's good. And Laddie Shaw, your state rep, and Holland, and those folks are supportive of you. So I'm I'm glad. Hey, we're buddies. So full disclosure. And initially, Thanks. we helped you guys launch, but I'm proud of you. Love you, man. Happy New Year. Good right. luck this year. Thanks. Okay, Happy Mike. New Year to you too. Thank you, sir. That's Mike Robbins running for mayor, and we encourage all mayoral candidates call in. Get a hold of us off air or directly on air, and we'll we'll interview you and give you as much time as you want to talk about why you're running. Stay with us, Tom Anderson Show. Back with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing a kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig here with this handsome kid. Sick a cigar right from people keep bar. Just bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. They'll wait This is the Tom Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KDNT studios. 7 to 9 a.m. Monday to Friday. 48 minutes after the hour. Monday, January 4th, Tom Anderson Show. Remember, this is our new podcast as well. So for those of you joining our podcast, thank you. Every day you'll be able to hear. You'll hear memorialize what I said when I put my foot in my mouth. I was telling Rick... Here we go. We were talking about Georgia, and I said, hey, it's clear that African-Americans to some degree will vote for Mr. Warnock because he's black. And on the break, I said, I wonder if I'll get picked on for that. That's just fact. Right, Rick? That's sociological, that there's a tendency for when, when someone of a different ethnicity than white runs. Or any ethnicity. It doesn't matter. You know, there's a, you know, a tendency for people, especially uninformed. Yep. Who will just vote with an Homo- affinity. Homogenous. Whatever affinity that is. Yep. It's like uh, I there was a race in Oregon once, a local thing like a city council, and a whole bunch of people voted for this one incumbent 
for the sheer fact that they were all in AA together. They were all friends. They knew each other. But that's where it's not a, affinity is a good good word, but also homogenous, where it's homogenous. Hey, we're the same. We're both Catholics. I like John F. Kennedy. Well, wait a minute, though, but he's a Democrat. You're Republican. No, but he's a Catholic. We haven't had a Catholic in the in the exact something like that. That that's what I could see. Hey, I like. How about this one? Mitt Romney. Why would someone dig him? What is he? He found golden plates under a tree. <laughs> he, oh yeah. He believes that heaven's in Missouri, not heaven. Where is it? Garden of Eden. Yeah. And is then that it moved true? To Utah, right? Are there Mormons out there? That's is that's true, correct? I always poke fun at you. I have a lot of Mormon friends for what that's worth. And I joke about the plates with Rick because it's like, go figure, you lost them. Doggone it. And the spectacles, and that there's all sorts of different things that were lost. And it's like, well, where are they? But but isn't that accurate that you think the Garden of Eden was in North America? I just, that's an interesting one to me. Guess what wasn't lost that we kind of anticipated would be lost over the weekend? What? The uh, Congressional <laughs> House Speaker I wait seat. with bated breath. Yeah, yeah. Nancy Isn't Pelosi. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, but you know what? Rick, honestly, I'd rather have her than a real rabble rouser. You know there are some that are cutthroat. Imagine a Democrat Ted Cruz. Imagine a Democrat Marco Rubio. Imagine a Democrat Tom Cotton. There are some like that, and they're caustic and mean and vicious. I'm glad that she's she still has presence, elegance, thoughtfulness. You mean people may not dig her, but I mean she's not in your face as much as so many other of her colleagues. Imagine True. Maxine Waters. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be— uh... So I'm almost thanking the Lord— we have Nancy Pelosi, dare I say, over some of the other vitriolic, acerbic, yeah, like confrontational. Yeah, who, who actually, she even stepped back and said, I am nowhere near ready for that, which and, that was quite the admission. Yeah, <laughs> we knew that already, my dear. Uh, but yeah, yeah there's a, a lot happening. Of course, you've mentioned Senator Purdue, Senator Luffler on their runoffs. That's tomorrow. You know, President Trump is going to be in Georgia. Yep. President-elect Biden is going to be in Georgia. Tuesday, January 5th, folks. It's a big day for the state of Georgia. Yeah, so of all the money you talked about, it would be interesting to see what's being spent just today. Uh, and you heard what Mike Robbins said running for mayor, what, what his point is, that he's in marketing. And so anybody in marketing, when you when you hear $500 million was spent, just give me a $1 million budget. I'll take 10% oh, yeah. on the digital buy. Not 20 or 30 or 40. Talk to some of the firms in Alaska. They're taking 60, 70%. To me, that's going to be regulated at some point. Our firm does not do that. We err on the smaller amount. That's why we don't have a huge brick and mortar shop because we're not taking from the client's budget. I'll just be blunt. But to that end, I'd take 10% of a million bucks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the big firms are taking 50%. 60 percent and the the candidates don't get it yeah and that's not right (laughs) i don't like it i we're super ethical on digital platforms and marketing you mentioned brick and mortar total different subject line but i'll get your thoughts on this the numbers have been decreasing in the state of alaska all over the place dropping drastically matter of fact they showed november where the spike was and then december 
has been less. I mean, quite a bit less by like 2,000. So Anchorage opened up again, you know, limited seating, took advantage yesterday, my friend, had to go into Anchorage to pick something up, was there way longer than we wanted to so be. So you're talking Sunday, my mom's birthday, yesterday. January 3rd. Where oh, were you? Where I were went you? to Olive Garden. Oh, yum. Only because we were going to go to another restaurant, but we remembered, oh, we've got this gift card. Hopefully it's not expired. And so you were in the 25%, obviously. Yes. No wait. And this was like it, after lunch, like one thirty. Well, I haven't been to Olive Garden forever. I Dude, love their breadsticks and their salads. It was so delicious. Not that it was just great food. It was because we were out yeah. in Anchorage. Again. I tell you, that ambiance, it doesn't even have to have Savoir Faire, bro. You could just go to a cafe. You could go to a greasy spoon, and it just feels good. It's like a breath of fresh air, ironically. Get out there. Get out. Support your local businesses. Yeah, I know that's a national chain. We had a gift card. We wanted to go, and it was good. I wanted to try. I love it. I'm not criticizing. I'm always trying new recipes. I'm inspired by YouTube chefs and all that. I found a recipe for the chicken scampi Mm. from Olive Garden, which is one of my favorites. I was going to do a keto version. Yum. I did it. It turned out good, but there was something quite not right. And it, it had been years since I tried it. Got it yesterday. Oh, wow. Mine was actually closer I'm than I thought. I'm getting hungry I had my just wife listening goes, to you. You're right. You were closer than oh, we thought. Boy. She got the soup salad breadsticks. Sure. I got the chicken scampi with salad. But they have great, even great. like their, I think about the, the basics, the lasagna, yeah. the oh, spaghetti and meatballs. My go-to used to be the beef ravioli. Loved it. Mm. I love the ziti. Right now, and I don't know why we're talking about them. They're not a sponsor, but they have the deal where you can add on for five bucks. You can get tomorrow's entree if you want, you know, and take it home with you. Wow. But it was fun just to get out there. A lot of places open. There were still some that were only doing carry out. Um, but now I know when I go to Anchorage, it isn't going to be only eat in my car. Yep. I can go in and sit down. In Alaska, in our largest city, municipality of Anchorage, the wisdomous, and I say that sarcastically, temporary mayor who will be forgotten come April, trust me, when she's gone and she will never get any higher office, unimpressed. I'm not saying she's not a nice person. I'm not saying she doesn't have a good heart. I'm not saying she's unintelligent. I just know that the majority, even the minority of voters in Anchorage didn't vote for her. She was appointed and there there would be no way in hell she would win in in a regular race. She would get squashed. So I'm not trying to be cruel or mean. I just, she should have opened up the city. And when she has her Zoom meetings, I look and I look at all the libs sitting there in their sweaters and corduroy pants and waffle stompers. And I say that jokingly, but I mean, it feels like that. We got a doctor. We got a healthcare professional. We have my administrator here. We have my appointee there. And it's like, this is like a lib vest. We need to go to Kaladi Brothers to have this meeting. And of course... You're waiting with bated breath to hear them say, yeah, we're not open again because none of those people she has in her collective making decisions as an appointed mayor, none of them have entrepreneurial background or acumen. They don't understand what it's like to be in business. So what happens? In Anchorage, Table 6 closes. La Mex closes. Everybody closes because hand on their ear, they're waiting to hear 100% we're open back to business and we're still not. We went you know, from close the third time to just 25%. It sucks. It, it does because we have the same situation here. The Matsuboro is the second largest municipality. We did not close. 
It's been open, fully open since May. And everything's thriving. And our numbers went down just yeah. like Anchorage. Yep. So it's not the closures that Business helped. is thriving and COVID numbers went down. Well, let me ask you something, Tom. And, and next time you have uh, Mike Robbins on, you should ask him too. So on the 15th. Or Dave Bronson, any candidate. Her powers to make these decisions ends on the 15th unless they extend it again. Sure. If it is expired, that means the 17 order expires because there's no date set to it. That means things could change, but do you think they'll extend her powers or are they going to say bye-bye? Yeah, <laughs> bye-bye. I need to get, I don't have Bill Evans' contact info, so I, I should reach out to somebody on the Bronson team. I'd love to get their thoughts too. You got to listen to the show, you know? I mean, Mike Robbins called in because I mentioned it on air, so I'm not reaching out to these people directly, but you need to... You need to call us, 357-5868. Of course, on the podcast, you can only listen. But, folks, happy Monday, January 4th, a whole other hour ahead. Stay with us. Tom Anderson Show. Baby, bye-bye.